So glad you're listening today. Uh, I pray the Lord blesses you through this message. <clears throat> the the power of a changed mind. Romans 12 verse 2. But uh, I'd like to begin with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for another day. Each day that you give us is a blessing and we thank you for that. And for this time of year and the season that we are uh, just thankful for everything that you've made possible in our lives. And now we do pray, Lord, that you'll bless this this sermon and this uh, time we have together on this podcast that you will be glorified and we can grow from the message uh, spiritually. And just thank you so much for being with us and helping us through each day. And we'd ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins because we do fall so short now. Uh, bless your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The power of a changed mind, Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know, one of the greatest challenges for any of us is changing our minds. The mind is a very powerful thing. In Romans 12, 2, Paul is challenging us not to be manipulated by the the pull of the world. You see, the world's way of doing things often causes believers to backslide. It causes us to be moved into a direction that our that are inconsistent with what God has for our lives. It is God's will that your minds get right. You see, it it is important to always allow your mind to be kept by God. You see, when God changes your mind, you move from a hater to a helper. You move from a state of helplessness and hopelessness to a state of hopeful. Uh, You move from being a spectator to a participator. So how do you reconcile the relationship between psychology and theology? See, nobody wants to get psychological help. There are people so filled with the egotism that they think they have got it all together the truth is is that we don't have it all together there's a spirit of rebellion within all of us we naturally rebel against the things of God but you can't be in love with the Lord and in love with the world at the same time The enemy always wants to attack the mind. Though you can't stop the attack on your uh, your mind, you, you can control your response. Let me say that again. Though you, you can't stop the attack on your mind, you can control your response. See, the enemy attacks our mind and when he does, he likes to catch us up in, in uh, thoughts of the flesh and the world. Even the enemy 
can keep you away from spiritual things. And he can keep you caught up in in worldly things. Then he can make certain that he can control your mind. Remember, every attack starts in your mind. One out of, I don't know if you know this, but one out of four Christians struggle with depression. Uh, In the Bible, a good example, Abraham in Genesis 15 struggled with depression. Sarah in 1 Samuel 1 struggled with depression. Jonah in chapter 4 struggled with depression. Elijah 1, uh, 1 Kings 19 struggled with depression. Jeremiah in the whole book of Lamentations struggles with depression. David, as anointed as he was, struggled with depression. Now, don't let that get you depressed, but that's just what the Scripture shows us when we read it. Everybody is flooded with the same type of depression. Uh, Especially with this virus going around, people are uh, uh, tired of it, uh, and they're getting depressed, and they're getting careless, and it's going to spread. But you have to remember, everybody's flooded with the same type of depression, and this is attacks on the mind. You see, the devil says he'll get you by getting you to disobey God. You read Genesis in, in the Garden of Eden, where Satan came to the woman, because God had told them if, if they either the the tree uh, uh, and the fruit uh, that they would surely die. So don't eat the fruit. fruit. Uh, Satan reversed it, messed with her mind, and said, God didn't say that you'd surely die. Go ahead. If you do eat it, you'll be like God. So the devil says he'll get you by by getting you to disobey God. He knows if you can get you, he can get you to disobey God's word. This is the moment you will be subjected to behavior that's not normal. Now, over in uh, the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 10. Jesus said, <clears throat> excuse me, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But what a difference. Jesus said, I, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly, a blessing, a blessed life. So what is the, the right perspective after transformation or the the renewing of your mind. Transformation is is a genetic change. It is a change in structure, character, or condition. It's like having a computer. You have the hardware, but you need to download the new software. And that new software would be the antivirus software. 
You see, it is important to understand the term renewal. Paul said, renew your mind. So what are the greatest threats to our minds? Well, we probably have a lot of things, but uh, three of them that I want to mention. One threat to our mind is anxiety. Now, this is stuff you, you're worried about. The scripture teaches us not to be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. He's got everything under control. Uh, the second thing I want to mention is the greatest threat to our mind is addiction. Stuff that you you can't let go of. It could be a number of things. Pornography, it can be alcohol, it can be drugs, it can just be money. Just uh, You're addicted to things. And the third one is approval. In other words, wanting people to approve of you. That's a threat to our mind. You be you. God didn't create you as somebody else. And that's important. You don't need anybody's approval. You're a, if you're saved, you're a child of God. And so if you can ever get control over these three areas that I mentioned, anxiety, uh, addiction, and approval, you all, you're almost there. This is why it's important to understand the power of the spirit over the mind. In the book of uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you which is, was also in Christ Jesus. See, we, we have to make sure that we feed our mind the word of God every day. So uh, he mentions the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? Well, I can tell you pretty simply. One, it's wisdom. The proper application of truth. That's wisdom. That's the mind of Christ. A worshiper. God made us to worship. He made he, God. We got to make, make up our mind to, to worship God. And... Uh, also, uh, in the mind of Christ, the word winner. We realize that we are vic- victors, not victims. Jesus was a victim of the attitude that the people had against him. But little did they know that he would be victorious by coming out of that tomb on Resurrection Day, uh, Easter. Now... So you see, we're we're kept by the powers of God through faith. Over in the book of First Peter, chapter one, verse five, it says, "Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time." So, God changes our mind when we get saved. By your own testimony, you can tell that your mind was in one place, but now it's in another. Your mind changed. We don't think like we used to think. If you're thinking like you used to think, you you have a problem. 
and you need to check up on your salvation or getting your heart right with God. There are a lot of people that thank, thank God for things that you can touch. That's a big problem, material things. Uh, but there are some that can thank God for a changed mind. The Bible said, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let God help you take control of your mind, not Satan. Let God take control. We all were once the servants of Satan. But God has changed your mind, and now we can serve him. And I'm going to tell you something, what a difference Jesus can make in all areas of your life if you let him control your mind. Father, we thank you for this message, for your word. Thank you for the transformation that takes place in a person's life when they get to know Jesus. And uh, the the mindset that we have has changed. And there's nothing that we do, but you do uh, take control of our lives and our minds begin to want to worship and want to praise you and thank you and sing to you and, and love you when we didn't before. Uh, and so we ask you, Lord, to uh, forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.